Welcome to Elmhurst CRC's Daily Dose of the Word of God. It's Wednesday, May 4, the third week of Easter, and Sunday's coming. This is Karin Rivadinera. I serve as Director of Care and Worship Planning, and I'll be reading Acts 9, 36-43. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them. And when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes. And seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. The story of Peter and Tabitha, or Dorcas, both super cute names if you ask me, is a remarkable one. Obviously, Peter is out there doing what Jesus had said his followers could do, heal and raise the dead. And yet, this is not the only remarkable thing happening. Because right at the end of this story, we discover that Peter is staying at the home of Simon the Tanner. That Simon gets a mention seems important, though I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because everybody knew him. Simon the Tanner loved that guy, the first hearers of the book of Acts might have said. Maybe it's because Simon had a cool house. In the next chapter, we learn Simon lived on the sea and he had gates and a vision-inducing rooftop. Or maybe it's because of why Simon's house was likely on the sea, set apart and downwind of the people who lived further inland. Back in Bible times, perhaps as still the case today, a tanner wasn't the most highly respected profession. They tanned hides, animal hides, and so their work was dirty, smelly, and the people who did the work were dirty, smelly. In fact, it's disputed whether or not tanners would have been seen as ceremonially unclean by the Jewish people. For what it's worth, my reading convinced me that they would not have been. But either way, stinky tanners were not exactly sought after company, no matter how how great the house and its location, no matter how much people needed their goods for shoes, satchels, tents, and whatever. So I like to think that this is why Luke mentions Simon the Tanner at the end of this amazing Dorcas raising story. That no matter what miracles happen, no matter how admired and worthy the person the miracle happened to, the ministry of Jesus is one to those on the margins, to those who are excluded, pushed away and cast aside. The ministry of Jesus is about including those who others deem as icky or weird, too different, who belong downwind of polite society, who threaten to disrupt our comfort. Obviously, the gospel is for everyone. The healing, peace, love, grace, and joy of Jesus is for the good and worthy Dorcases and the seaside stinky Simons. Though I don't know exactly why Luke brings up Simon the Tanner, I like to think it's to remind us that we're all included no matter what. And I love Jesus so much for this.